This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, everybody? back we're back that was a super unique intro <laughs> <laughs> today we are talking about emission systems on yeah. trucks yeah it's kind of a thing these days it's a real thing real uh, thing. we're, we're going to talk about emission systems kind of where they started what they are now what people are doing with them what we think about them yeah well, we're going to run down a kind of a basic how it works kind of a thing we're not going to mm-hmm. get into like like super in-depth stuff just because, you know what, you don't really need to know. I mean, really, unless yeah. you're like engineering the system yourself or trying to, I don't know, make yeah. it better. We, we I would say we're going to give you enough knowledge to be dangerous. Yeah. Enough yeah. to know and to we're know We're going to give you enough information to not sound like an idiot when you're talking about it. Boom. <laughs> there. How's that? <laughs> that's perfect. Anyhow, so that's the, the little synopsis of what we got going on. Um, as you guys have already known, uh, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for tuning in, listening, watching, all that kind of good stuff. If you don't know, now you know to find us on whatever venue or whatever media medium you're watching us on or listening to. Platforms. Platform. Leave us a five-star review. Screenshot that bad boy. Send to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com, this handsome man to my left, and we will... We'll send you a meme. We'll send you a handwritten letter and, of course, a T-shirt. And a t-shirt to cover that yeah. upper butt crack because it's going to be moist. She's going to be sweating. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So emissions. Emissions. It's sort of a bad word now, but people, yeah, yeah, people kind of think it's a, a bad word when it nowadays it's it, it's gotten a heck of a lot better than oh, when yeah. they first started. Um, I mean, we'll we'll be the first to admit the early trucks like oh seven and a half uh, or oh eight if you're a Power Stroke. Um, they weren't the best. I'd say, yeah, like the, the pre-def trucks definitely, um, as much as people hate diesel exhaust fluid, it uh, it has its place, does a good job, and I'm sure it's only going to get better. But, yeah, yeah the pre-def trucks, they were uh, 
left a little on the table there. Yeah, I mean, there was, gosh, when when these trucks kind of first started coming out, I was actually working at a dealer, and um, <laughs> we would see the same truck back ten times. <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, there it, it was just it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. The the, the system was. Um, you know, I you know I don't know specifically what their their issue was with those. Maybe they weren't going into region enough, or maybe they were doing the process all wrong. I don't know the specifics of that. All I know is it it just didn't work all that well on those early trucks, and that's where a lot of guys I mean, go you know and and, and look for uh, you know taking their truck to Mexico and back, mm-hmm. and and getting you know having that done. Um, which I you know I don't blame some of these people. Uh, I mean, there is some trucks that we saw in the dealer that we actually kind of recommended they do that just because there was no fix. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, and these guys, a lot of these guys are using these trucks for work, these trucks for work. And so for them to have to go to the dealer every other day, it's just not, it's, it's not going to work. It's not feasible. So, you know, they're the early trucks. Ah, I mean, they were, they, I, they weren't the best. They definitely weren't the best. Yeah. The progression, however, to these newer trucks, I would say probably like 13 and newer, way mm-hmm. better as far as the emission system yeah so i mean i mean we got a couple of trucks here that are still running i mean 100 percent emissions intact and they're totally. perfectly fine like our, mm-hmm. our fuel bomb truck the 17 power stroke that thing rips i think rips and it's quiet yeah pop quiz first truck you can think of with emissions on it uh, I, well I, the first truck that i I'm well about any emissions oh <laughs> um well it'd be either duramax or uh, no Actually, twelve. Ah, miles. you got yeah. me. <laughs> the cow, I remember they're very, yeah, very. I would consider them rare, but it's not like a rarity that you want. No, <laughs> I no. remember. I remember, and this wasn't even a truck we were working on. I saw this at the dealer, and it was in the body shop, mm-hmm. and it was a twelve valve with an EGR system on it. <laughs> and you pop the hood, and you're like, "What is that? <laughs> like, what the heck is all this? Why? Yeah, what, what's going on here?" So there was some of those. There was those. Yeah, there were some yeah. of those. Uh, ironically. BD makes like a new EGR system for that truck because <laughs> yeah. those were California yeah. edition trucks. Yeah. And the funniest part about that system is BD can't ship it to California with its emissions <laughs> component to put. And nothing against BD, like they're doing their job, they're following the rules and yeah. like that. But it cracks me up when someone call California. Yeah, they call for, from Holy California, like, Lord. yeah, I need that emissions part for my for my twelve valve. I'm like, first off, a lot of times you forget about that. And you're like, twelve valve emissions. Yeah, wait you, a second, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, it's right there. Oh, you get it pulled up. Like, yeah, I can't ship it to California. It's like. What? Yeah, I can't Seriously. ship it to California. It doesn't have a carb number, like, but it's an emissions part. Yeah, I know. That's <sighs> terrible. Seriously, California. Okay. Like, elect someone that like has an automobile background or something, or I don't know. Just or, any background, <laughs> really. <laughs> Anything better than the liberal arts background? <laughs> <laughs> Underwater basket weaving is not going to help the yeah. economy. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless they unless they manage to make under, underwater basket weaving into like a global economy booster and, yeah. and stimulate the economy and get everybody stoked and not, you know. yeah. What's the one I always hear is lesbian dance theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. That could be a that could be yeah. a slippery slope. But emissions. <laughs> so so there, there's yeah. also one other thing that I've noticed. Uh, that there's always that every emissions truck, I'm talking like even just EGRs, aside from the 12 valves that they all have in common. And it's something that sometimes gets overlooked, and I even find myself falling into describing it the wrong way and why they're there in the first place. But it's variable geometry vane turbos Mm -hmm. on emissions intact trucks. Yes. You will not find, aside from the 12 valve, a, a truck that has at least an EGR system on it without a VGT turbo. Yeah, and, and, and the reason for that essentially is 
when you've got some of these older trucks, when you're, uh, I mean, they don't even have to be tuned. Uh, but if you you jump on that throttle, mm-hmm. you usually got a little bit of some leg. And mm-hmm. even in stock trucks, you might even get a little black smoke out the tailpipe before it actually kicks. That small time where that's happening is where an EGR system can get overwhelmed, plugged, and especially with these newer trucks, DPF filters you got to worry about. So a, a VGT turbo to where at that small RPM or small RPM, low RPM, it acts like a small turbo. Mm-hmm. And then once RPM raises... The exhaust housing of that turbo gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's essentially changing the AR ratio of the turbo. Mm-hmm. It acts like a big turbo at high RPM. It's actually a really awesome design uh, just because it's, as you anybody with a newer truck knows, it is very responsive, mm-hmm. very responsive, which is awesome. That's what makes these diesel trucks drive like a gas car or a gas truck. They, it, it's it's it, it, the power curve is super super low which is mm-hmm. it, again perfect for towing or perfect for just getting off the line and, and doing that sort of thing and you compare that to a, a, a truck that doesn't have a vgt turbo and you'll see exactly what i'm talking about there's a leg and that's where ever like it, it seemed like before the vgt turbos it was always like oh diesel that thing's a those things are those things are a turd those things yeah. are slow off the line they're slow well they're only slow because the Turbo, turbo has to spool up. Yeah. Um, and a VGT, a VGT turbo eliminates that. And VGT is variable geometry turbo. Um, there's VNT. Yeah. There's a variable nozzle. Um, what's there, I'm sure there's another one yeah. that they have. But and, uh, and keep in mind, Tyler's talking about when he says very responsive with the VGT turbos, that's not to be confused with the electronic lag between your throttle yes. and the injectors. We're talking yes. like once... We get that call on a lot. You know? Yeah. Man, I punch him. My truck just sits there and it thinks, and then just blasts off. Yeah. We're talking about once that blast off starts, because that, that's not the injector's fault. It's not the turbo's fault. That's just your computer taking time to think. Yeah. Well, so, it's an inherent yeah. it's an inherent delay that they kind of, they, they build into that, because could you imagine if you had a one-to-one with the throttle pedal and the engine with these electronic engines? Mm-hmm. It'd be snapping necks. Yeah. Cash and checks if you're racing. <laughs> That's and, and, ain't a bad thing. But and spending those checks, and spending those checks, stuff. yeah, because you're breaking axles. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and buying tires. But no, I mean, in all seriousness, if it was, I mean, that's why why sprint boosters are so mm-hmm. so incredibly popular because it feels like you've tuned your truck when in actuality you didn't tune anything. <laughs> yeah, well, and you, you no longer essentially have to roll on to the turbo yeah. again on top of the turbo. It's just is there. Yeah. So. Turbos, emission systems, they do kind of go hand-in-hand because they're moving air and soot at the same time. Turbos, air, all kind of goes hand-in-hand there. Yeah. So as far as the emission systems, you've got like the the pre-DPF, so you get like some six liters with EGR stuff on them. So EGR, Uh, which is exhaust gas recirculation, mm -hmm. taking exhaust gas, dirty exhaust gas, and recirculating back into the intake. Yeah. Not new technology. Yeah. Um, The hardest part with that is uh, a lot of times it has to be cooled. Yes. So you have issues with coolant uh, passing by hot exhaust that's yeah. pressurized. So and that's because it's it's your exhaust coming out of there and it's it's under boost. Yes. So you've got you know potentially ten, twenty, mid thirties drive pressure is what they call it. Pressure yeah. uh, of of exhaust flowing through a cooler that's supposed to transfer the heat to the coolant, and then the coolant takes it back to the radiator and cools it off and so on and so forth. Yeah. And another thing I'm going to add that is why. Too, it's funny because I always uh, tell us to guys, especially especially six liter guys, um, the coolant is the most overlooked fluid mm-hmm. on your engine. Like nobody changes their coolant. 
yeah. like, oh, it's still a good color. We're good. Yeah. No, coolant breaks down. It will break down over time. And when it breaks down, it starts building up contaminants. And that contaminants can clog EGR coolers, especially. And that's when they that's when they can crack because you've got now where you're you have a clog now in an area that's supposed to be free flowing. You've created a restriction. You created more pressure. And those things aren't necessarily on the coolant side designed to handle excessive amounts of pressure because it's just meant to flow. And so now you've just created a problem by not changing your coolant. And guess what else that coolant has to do? What, in a six liter? Yeah. Pretty much everything. Cool down your oil. Yeah. Lube your seat brackets, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I mean, there's that oil goes everywhere on those trucks. And, and yeah. So when yeah. that's, or the coolant does. And that's why. It has to yeah. drip on the ground. I yeah. Mean. To let it know that it's a parking spot. <laughs> uh, that's why coolant filtration systems are really big yeah. on emissions and tack trucks, but especially on six liters. Fords in general, just at least the 6073s, it's starting to have a lot of casting sand kind of yeah. floating around in there. I thought it was a total hoax. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was real on the six liter stuff, but then I put a uh, a coolant filtration system on my seven three. Yeah, and you know, cut the filter open after. I was like, huh? Yeah, this this was a relatively low mile seven three too. I was like, yeah, right, that stuff was floating around in there. Yeah, that eventually is going to clog up my old cooler. It's going to clog up everything else. Just not a good time. Yeah. Anyhow, so you've got these EGR systems on these trucks without diesel exhaust fluid. You know, trying to do the best they can to just you know make things cleaner by reburning. You know, potentially still dirty exhaust yeah so on and so forth um and then you've got these later trucks we'll call them like the post 07 and a half um 08 if you're a 64 e- the yeah the dpf trucks yeah 07 is when the and i don't i'm gonna rattle this out here and if it's wrong you know what whatever but <laughs> <laughs> uh that is when the epa environmental protection agency mandated that all diesel engines that are produced after 07 have to meet a certain standard to be street legal mm-hmm. and that's and that's when they when they started to get way more stricter with these trucks and so that's why you'll see like an 07 on a on a cummins there's an 0759 and an 0767 because that's when it happened it was mid-model year 07 um and so that's when they came out with the 07 and a half which is a 67 duramax same thing you can have an 07 classic or new body style um and obviously new body style has emissions classic doesn't and then ford was the ford Ford, kudos to Ford on this one. This is like the only time that... <laughs> there would have been acceptable that, to have a half year. Yeah, they're like, you know what? We're done with these half years. We're done confusing people. Jeff's fired. Okay, we're going to do a hard cut at 08. Yeah. And we're also going to change the engine. Yeah, we took Jeff out back. We shot him. We, yeah, we shot him because the six liter issue is like, he's, he's buried out back under six liters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seriously. Just occurred to me. Under a freaking gang of head bolts <laughs> and head gaskets. Um, yeah, Ford was the yeah. you know, kudos. You know, the first time it, nobody would have given them Woo! any crap about a split year. <laughs> they said, "Nah, yeah, not me, bro." And then they made the six four. <laughs> yeah, and then they made the six four, which has two EGR coolers. Yeah, a horizontal and a vertical, both which don't like each other yeah. or their lives in general. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got an oil cooler. Yeah, so. Yeah, oh, six four Ford. That's a whole other episode. I'm pretty sure the guy that came up with that is probably related to Jeff, or has some sort of financial backing from Jeff. For me, the you know a life insurance policy or something. I don't know. I got. I, I know. Who, I know who did it. <laughs> Do you? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on a limb here. Huh. If there's kids listening, you gotta muff them. This yeah. is not bad, but you may not like it. <laughs> so the person who designed the six four, I'm pretty sure Jeff's sister got it on with like a family member or something like that 
I think the same guy who made the sixth form was the same guy who invented the shake weight. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff and his cousin, his fourth cousin, twice removed back in the family by blood, (laughs) came by one day in a sundress. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... And the six four came out, and uh, <laughs> and that's you know, and that's that, and that's why it was only a few years. <laughs> oh, yeah, two short <laughs> two, years. Two short years. Two EGR coolers and two short years. And two EGR two coolers and two turbos later, <laughs> they got rid of both of them. Man, it gets such a bad rap, but that, that six. Oh, man, we should make a movie about Fords. I think it'd be. Hilarious. Well, they got that that Ford uh, versus Ferrari movie coming out. It has nothing yeah. to do with turbo diesel trucks, obviously, like that. But uh, six fours are. It, Man, we could have a total. We need to get, we need to get a little loosey goosey and just talk about six fours one okay. day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So six four, whole episode on that. So whole we won't go any further. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. So thanks for for taking the liberty of not splitting the year for once. Yes. Um. So we we're going to talk about the 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 DPF trucks now, which is basically going to be, you know, for, you know, oh eight to ten. Fords and oh seven and a half to 11, 12. 12 Cummins Cummins and then just the LMM for yeah. the Duramax because once the LMO came around pre LMO you're talking pre pre urea pre urea yeah okay pre pre PP pre PP <laughs> so yes uh, so exhaust filters um, the one that I know the most of is the Dodge or the Ram or Cummins or whatever you want to say just because I worked on them so you would have a cent you would. <laughs> have in the downpipe a cat after that you'd have what's called the doc which is the diesel oxidation catalyst Mm -hmm. no idea what it goes on in there (laughs) second one after that no i'm kidding Uh, the the one after that is the dpf filter the dpf filter is an easy one to spot because it usually has the pressure lines is that the the diesel particulate filter filter yes diesel particulate filter yes not the pdf filter dpf diesel particulate the dpf filter filter? yes the dpf filter the diesel particulate filter filter yeah yeah, (laughs) okay at least i'm not calling it a pdf okay open adobe here to to show you guys this um but the dpf is easily to spot on most of all these any other truck in this era just because it's got pressure lines that go before and after it and that's mm-hmm. how it knows when it's full it reads the pressure before it reads it after there's a differential pressure gauge that measures the differential between that and once it's in a certain range it'll then trigger the regen process where the engine will then burn excessive amounts of fuel to superheat the exhaust to clean out the filter wow huh. it sounded like i read that off something that's all yeah. came from a so, gray box a steel trap right here straight so in order for to get these trucks to get better mileage and burn cleaner, you got to make them run hotter and use extra fuel to superheat the exhaust to clean out the Wow. Yes. Enter <laughs> diesel exhaust fluid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So then, yeah, it, just like Ben was saying with those years, so 13 came around, that's when diesel exhaust fluid came out. Um I'm not sure exactly what the fluid is. I just know it, it's got some sort of attributes that make it similar to urine it's got urea yeah <laughs> so it's not urine don't go peeing in your death no. tank <laughs> but it's it there's there's again there's chemicals in it that are similar I don't, mm-hmm. it's not actually it well it is that one is <laughs> but but that was then introduced and on some trucks i'm trying to remember if they would spray before i think they spray before the dpf filter um on some i i can't well anyways you'll for one, when you open your fuel door, there'll be a, an extra tank there. You have a cap that'll say death fluid. It's usually blue and small. And you usually spill it all over the side of your truck. And it looks it like it's like candle wax. I mean, yeah. when you spill it, it's like it's this 
what white <laughs> substance <laughs> that is that yeah yeah yes <laughs> so yeah it's candle wax continue? man yeah. no it's candle wax All right. um and and that is essentially to promote cleaning of the exhaust it's like a chemical process that happens essentially in the exhaust mm-hmm. they, don't they say after like that happens you can essentially breathe the exhaust coming out of the or it's a, yeah it's a heck of you, a lot safer and you can smell the difference um and you can honestly like i swear i can feel the difference like in my nose as i smell it yeah um like when you're in a truck that goes through region and starts actually using the diesel exhaust fluid you can smell it inside the cab even if mm-hmm. you're on the freeway yeah uh, and if you're behind a truck that's going through you can smell it it's different it does not smell like normal diesel fluid or um, diesel exhaust yeah it's got like a a chemically kind of and the kind of the funny thing about that is like if you get someone driving behind a truck that's uh going through a regen mode that's you know using diesel exhaust fluid they automatically they're just like oh my god that, that diesel's running so dirty what a what a jerk how could they do yeah. that and they think it's like the the older diesel next to him but no it's the one in front of you burning these crazy chemicals to make yeah. this cleaner yeah um which i mean it does and there's i mean there's arguments both ways on there uh but as far as the efficiency of the of the emission system on these trucks once you do have diesel exhaust fluid in the in the in the picture they did actually start gaining back some mileage yeah gaining back some power yeah gaining back some reliability yeah and a lot of that comes down to making sure that you actually do go through your regeneration cycles yeah i think that's one of the biggest things i heard that it was the issue because uh you know my truck's going through regen now shut that off you don't need to regen yeah you don't need this stuff so yeah these newer trucks with those systems they i mean they've came a long way um like we were talking, so 13 and newer, I would say that's kind of like the point at which I'm just going to come out and say like deleting the truck is not necessarily bene- is not beneficial for mileage. It's not. I'm going to say I'm, yeah. I am an, we are, we are an advocate for leaving emissions intact. And, and to be honest with you on, on these, on these newer trucks, it's, if you're if you're looking and mileage is always the thing that's everybody's after. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. We're probably gonna have an episode on mileage, but it's yeah. funny that guys buy these big trucks that and expect to get like crazy mileage out of them. Um, but with these newer trucks, they've gotten those emission systems pretty darn efficient to where they're right in line with an earlier truck that went to Mexico and back. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as what they're getting on the uh, you know on street unloaded. Yeah, um, stock to stock, and they're making more power from the factory. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's. You'd have, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to tell me you were building a straight up race truck for me to be an advocate of, of eliminating that sort of stuff, which is mm-hmm. obviously that would make it legal because it's off road use only. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as any any truck, I mean, like I said, we are strong advocates of keeping emissions intact. You can still make power with emissions intact. I mean, yeah. we've done it. I mean, I the the power stroke we've got. What is that thing? Dyno was five hundred rear wheel horsepower. Yeah. What was? P- and that thing is nasty, man. Who is it that just... It's PPEI. They had a crazy number come out of a 6.7 power stroke, emissions intact, on their dyno. Yeah. Um, and, and there's... there's While he's looking at that up, there's great companies out there that are, that are starting to work with these trucks. Uh, they, I mean, let's face it. This is the way the industry is going. You need to, you know, what's the phrase adapt or over adapt or adapt and overcome. Yeah. And so that's what these companies are doing. They're adapting to this. Okay. So we got to work with this stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. We can still make power. We can still make it efficient. We can still make a three quarter ton truck, get a decent fuel mileage. So, so what are the benefits of getting rid of the stuff? 
there's really not. And actually, there's probably more downsides to getting rid of the stuff on these newer trucks just because, I mean, let's face it, a lot of these people, a lot of the people that are buying these new trucks, they trade them in ever after a couple of years. Yeah. And and with a truck that's been to Mexico or back, that's way more difficult to do than a truck that's still got all of its emissions intact. And again, you can still make power. Um, throttle sensitivity boosters. Uh, there's tuning. Calibrated power has emissions intact tuning that is fantastic. PPI has emissions intact tuning that's fantastic. Smarty has emissions intact tuning on the Cummins that's fantastic. Uh, I mean, there's Easy Link. The Easy Link tuning that we have from PPEI on the Power Stroke is mm-hmm. awesome. You know, there's turbo kits from, there's compound turbo kits. There's single turbo kits from ATS. I mean, there is a ton of stuff you can do. It's, and I I think it's so funny when people think that you can't do anything to these trucks. (laughs) There's like literally everything. You do turbo, you can do injectors. We got injectors on the power stroke, Mm -hmm. 40 horse injectors or something like that. Yeah, from Dynamite. I I mean, you, you can do all these things and it's all about like, go back to our further episodes. It's all about having a plan. And making sure that you're getting parts that work with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the biggest thing. I mean, yeah, you can screw up a truck fast if you buy, you know, buy a part that's not that that doesn't, you know, mesh well with your other uh, other items. Yeah, it's all about efficiency, and especially with these emission systems, it's even more important that it's that the truck is efficient because you don't want this truck to go into regen all the freaking time. You want it to actually go into regen as less as you know, least as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, what's that entail? Well, that entails. And it's so funny when I talk to people about this because they'll think, oh, tuning's just automatically going to make it make it burn more fuel or, you know, that's not the case. I mean, these guys are going in and taking these stock files and modifying them to the point to where they are burning more efficient. So maybe they won't go into, into regen as often. And that's the name of the game is to make it, you know, who cares if this stuff's on the engine? If the engine is running so efficiently that you can still make power without clogging those filters, what's the downside? Yeah. It's quiet. I don't care. I actually prefer <laughs> quiet. We're getting old. Yeah, we are getting old. I mean, but but in all seriousness, I mean, that's pretty freaking cool to have a truck that's like, you know, five, 600 horsepower that's silent that'll wax most cars out there. Like, yeah. that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. And it's still in a warranty usually. Yeah. I'll shut well, up for the most part. I'm parched. Yeah, 99% <laughs> parched here. I feel yeah. like that was a rant for a little while. I couldn't find it, but I, I swear it was, I think it was PPEI with tuning. It was PPEI. On a new 6.7 Power Stroke that they made, it was like over 600 to the wheels in stock form. Yeah. I, I think, I think it might even have like stock intake. It's Obviously, that's a very like localized, they sat there on a dyno, like, okay, and we're going to make little adjustments here to make more and more power, but that is insane. Yeah. That, that is, the, the industry is moving that way. And I still, I think Clint Cannon said it best. Uh, I went to uh, let it roll back in 2015. The first company, shop, whoever it is, that starts making over 1,000 horsepower reliably yeah. with DPF intact is the golden goose. Yeah. That they're going to have that's people knocking down their door. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's companies like Bully Dog that are making high-flow DPFs. Which, oh, yeah. That's stuff. And, I mean, the technology is coming around. It's going to be available. And again, I mean, what's cooler than having a truck that's 600 horsepower, that's dead silent. You still take your family to wherever you want to do, mm-hmm. wherever you want to go. You can still tow and you can still go to the dealer and get your service done without them freaking out over your truck. And the 5.0 don't know. And the 5.0 don't know, yo. 5.0 don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that Bully Dog DPF, it's serviceable. And just by putting it on the truck, and we're talking like no extra tuning. Yeah. It's like a 40 horse increase or 30 or 40 horse increase. Yeah, it's like a 15% reduction in in 
in regens or something. Well, I, that I, and I drive check. pressure. Yeah, and drive pressure. Which is a huge issue on 6.4s in general. 6.4s yeah. and 6.7 Cummins. Yeah. So that, there's your crash course in emission systems to yeah. be yeah. dangerous. Can you build power? Yes. Black smoke sucks. <laughs> no, and no, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, the whole that whole generation of black smoke is cool, rolling coal and all that. Let's face it, that's gone. <laughs> that's gone. It actually gives most companies like us a bad name. I mean, it re- it truly does. And if you really think about it, that's a bunch of lost horsepower. Yeah, I get it on sled pull trucks, drag racing trucks. I get it. That's a different category. But we're talking trucks that are on the street. What's cool is making power. Mm-hmm. That's what's cool. Not wasting it with black smoke because you think that looks cool. I'm sorry, guys out there. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I'll be. I'd be lying to you if I if I didn't have a truck that you know rolled some coal back in the day. We all did. I think it was a phase most of us go through. But again, what is cooler is 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 learning how to make that truck to the point where it smokes a proper amount, mm-hmm. but it cleans up and you have power. Because that's ultimately what everybody's buying parts for is to make power, not smoke. If you want to make smoke, you can do that with freaking no money in five minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally, you plastic bag, <laughs> yeah. but you're also going to damage your engine and it's not going to be a long term, you know, a long term thing for you. So, yeah, emissions intact, intact. It's still cool. Still cool. Just got to get smarter and make it happen. It's got to make. Yeah. Get smarter. Pick your parts right. Make sure you've got good tuning. Don't go cheap on tuning, mm-hmm. especially on a truck that's like sixty five, seventy thousand dollars. My God, don't go looking for the cheapest tuner. I, that 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 you're shooting yourself yeah. in the foot. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you, you truly are. Just be, there's no what's the Venn diagram of cheap, good, and uh, cheap, cheap, good, cheap, good, fast. Yeah, cheap, good, and fast. Like that. Pick two. Yeah, it it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so that leads me perfectly. Yeah. Into my little side note rant, whatever you want to call it. All right. Okay. It has to do with power strokes, obviously. <laughs> the six seven okay. power stroke. <laughs> that that's what I like. Yeah, That's and it, it was we were we were upstairs. We we're hanging out with Mr. Leniford, Mr. Dynamite, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and we were there were some glasses of stuff being drank. Yeah, and Lenny starts ranting about some other stuff, and I'm listening because usually even his rants that sound like gibberish, there's tons of knowledge in there. Yeah, it just oozes knowledge, and we started talking about. Uh, Ford guys versus Cummins guys and the thought process behind Cummins engines and Ford engines and whatnot. I was like, Ford's yeah. always trying to complicate stuff. Like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I get it. You know, I, I think of them as always. Me and should have had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we just feed off each other. Yeah, but I gotta be, I gotta be the catalyst yeah. in the room. You know, yeah, the Ford guy in there. And he's like, don't get me wrong. Like six sevens. Like I get that, but let me just put this out there for you. A six seven Cummins. Yeah. As far as like the engine profiles, engine tuning, like even on a stock truck, it it reads temperature. Yeah. And it's got a way for it to run when it's cold, a way for it to run when it gets too hot, and a way for it to run when it's in its optimum temperature. And those are the three tuning scenarios that the stock computer takes a hold of and, and works with. Yeah, It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Ford changes their tuning every six degrees of temperature. And also every direction of wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every six degrees of temperature. It's like 32 different actual factory parameter, like factory scenarios of tuning in that computer. And to make things even more funny, I think you know, it's... <laughs> just when I thought the 6.7 was good and it was simple and it was basic, you just went and screwed it all up for me. Here's the best one, too. I'm, I'm, I may 
this may get some kid in trouble or something <laughs> like that with his dad, but you want to render a 6-7 power show completely useless? <laughs> Take off the passenger side mirror. Seriously? That's where all the sense, the, where it senses the really? temperature. And if it doesn't sense any temperature, it'll just... <laughs> nothing. Huh. Ask Lonnie how I found out. <laughs> something or... No, he took the mirror off to fit in a trailer, I think, or something like that, and they put it back in the dyno, and all of a sudden it wouldn't start, wouldn't do anything. They're like, what is going on? <laughs> and after, like, diagnosing and diagnosing yeah. and diagnosing, they finally had to put the common sense hat on. Like, okay, yeah. something is telling us not to That's do. where the probe is in the mirror. That's where the sensor is and everything. Yeah, passenger Well, that's side really... Mirror. You know, that just... I'm going to rethink my whole Ford, you know... <laughs> Just when I, you know, seriously, I'm not joking. Like, just when I thought, I was like, you know what? I really like the 6.7 Power Stroke. I like, I really like it. Like, I like the way it looks. I like the inside. And I'm really starting to come around on this engine, even when, though it has a Power Stroke name on it. Yeah. And then you just. <laughs> it's because they, they've got extra science that they got to get out. That's unbelievable. All through the mirror. Why, you know, I why couldn't you cool. pick like the. Out of the passenger mirror, that's like okay. Well, that part's okay, stupid. So, I mean, we got you got to pick up. So that what stuff if I somewhere. what if I park in the shade on the driver's side and the passenger side is in the sun? And then it's going to read on there. But where's your engine? In the shade. Okay. Well, then once you get out of the shade, it'll recalibrate. Like what if I just it like fired it up and just went? Like it's that quick, or does it have to like warm up or cool down for the sensor to start reading? For the sensor to actually affect the tune, like I'm sure is it's it like instantaneous? instantaneous? Yeah. Jeez. I guess it's, I mean, it's not so bad, but still, like, why wouldn't you put it in a more central location, like in the Ford emblem or something? That's fine. I mean, sure, that would have worked too, but, you know. Nobody takes those off. Sounds like you're just upset with the sensor placement. I'm just, I am. Not not the fact that they have so many different (laughs) engine parameters for it. Well, yeah, I'm not tuning it, so I don't care about that. (laughs) But that's (laughs) also, when you look back, when people are talking about tuning for power strokes compared to everything else, like, why is tuning for power strokes, the 6.7, so freaking expensive? Now it all makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah, I will. Yeah, think about how I like them now. <laughs> do you have a rant or did I just burst your bubble? You just burst in my bubble. All right. Well, yeah. that's going to wrap it up for emission systems. <laughs> I, uh, thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, we're going to be getting you some more good emissions intact information coming real soon. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of people out there asking for for seven three power stroke stuff, which is just blowing my mind. Yes. <laughs> so apparently, you want to hear him talk and me just make fun of him. We can make a whole show <laughs> just of you making fun of me. I'm okay with that. I'm not that good at it though. That's why it's good. <laughs> right. yeah. Thanks for watching. Yeah. See you, we'll you next see you later. time. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.